Aloha, you're listening to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board on the Locked On Podcast Network. The college basketball season is finally underway, and I've got lots of first impressions of the top prospects in the draft, including Chet Holmgren, Paolo Bancaro, Jaden Ivey, and more. Let's go! Thanks for making NBA Big Board your first listen. Every episode, we are free and available on all platforms. And this episode of NBA Big Board is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. And I'm loving the start of the college basketball season. Uh, As somebody who loves the NBA draft, this is the time of the year that I get most excited. And and really, we had some really impressive debut, especially from some of our freshmen, especially some of the guys at the top of our big board uh, this year. And I want to talk about all of that. I've been watching tons of college basketball, watching some synergy, really trying to get uh, my handle on our first exposure to the top guys in our big board from the college basketball class. And I got to say, uh, you know, again, like there's some really impressive prospects here. I think overall, this could turn out to be a really good, great draft class. Not sure how it's going to catch the 2021 draft class, which has just been absolutely stunningly awesome, maybe like historically awesome, at least in the early going, the first uh, month of the NBA season. But lots of great college players to talk about today. Going to focus primarily on the freshmen. Going to talk about some uh, upperclassmen as well. And you can read more. Uh, about my takes over on my website and newsletter, nbabigboard.com. Go over there, subscribe today. Uh, We'll be able to, whenever I have an update, be able to put it in your inbox uh, that morning. You can find our podcast uh, columns over there. Uh, Do a a weekly Tuesday column that really breaks down a lot of the the rookie of the week, the sophomore of the week, the draft prospect of the week. Um, And more actually did a deep dive this week onto can NBA rookies actually help teams win and what it's saying about this class the 2021 NBA class all over at nbabigboard.com all right look look let's start where I think everybody's really interested right now which is at the very top of the draft two guys Chet Holmgren Paolo Boncaro uh, really sort of duking it out right now for the number one pick in the draft there's going to be other guys uh, that are going to be in the mix like Jaden Hardy uh, you know for example but it's really Holmgren and Boncaro that I think have the early favorite and, and a lot of split among NBA scouts about which of these guys is going to be better. Both of them have really good nights. Let's start with Paulo Bancaro because he was on the major stage playing against Kentucky at the Champions Classic. 22 points, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, 3 blocks, 7 for 11 from uh, from the field. Uh, wrestled with some leg cramps uh, throughout uh, the game, which limited his minutes somewhat. But overall, I think everybody was super impressed with the skill level at a player that's 6'10", 250 pounds. Uh, he plays more like a guard uh, and just has a really great feel uh, for the game. Showed he could score really anywhere that he wanted to um, on the floor. Also uh, played really intelligent defense uh, for Duke and just just popped. He looked every bit the the part of a number one uh, pick in the draft against uh, you know a really formidable foe, uh, the Kentucky Wildcats. Were there some warts? Yeah, a couple. Uh, he missed all three of his three-point attempts, and and that's certainly something that will add a lot of appeal for him. I think he's a good but not great three-point shooter. I'm not sure exactly what he'll end up 
with at the end of the season, but it's certainly the better he shoots the three, uh, the better his chances of becoming the number one pick in the draft are. And, you know, he got he got worked on the boards a little bit, uh, as Duke did in general, uh, by Kentucky there. But I, I think everybody sort of came away for a first game in Madison Square Garden against a formidable opponent like Kentucky. This guy really lived up uh, to the billing and certainly, I think, uh, earned his spot as a potential top two prospect um, in the draft. Chet Holmgren out of Gonzaga played against Dixie State. Not quite the the competition that that, that Kentucky uh, was for Duke, but his stat line was insane. 14 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 7 blocks uh, in this game. He also had 5 turnovers. Got to mention uh, the good with the bad. And he's, again, everybody that's watching him, I, I, I tell everybody, you know, when they're asking me, who do, you, who do you go watch? I'm like, watch this dude because he, he really is unique. I, I've never quite seen a player uh, quite like him before. I've never really seen a player that um, has his versatility with his length, his mobility, his size. And also this, he's incredibly skinny and thin, yet he plays with toughness. And those two things don't typically, you know, go together right now. He... he he sort of reminds me in some ways of of a of a young Kevin Garnett, and and that's very very big um, praise, and in part because I just don't think his body is going to get any real, much bigger uh, than it already is. Uh, he's just going to be one of these guys that's going to be lanky, but has strength and toughness and motor and all those other things. And and that was a huge stat line. Obviously, Dixie State is not the most formidable opponent for Gonzaga. And I, I think everybody is excited to see them playing in Las Vegas on the 29th. Uh, they're going to go head-to-head, Boncaro, uh, Chet Holmgren, uh, and Gonzaga. And one of the things that I think is is interesting, I you know I had several people kind of pop into my um, my Twitter feed and say, "Oh man, after watching Banquero, he's gonna crush Chet. There's like no way that um, he's gonna be able to hold up." Uh, somebody said Banquero was gonna eat Chet's lunch, and and this is just a reminder for listeners who don't follow the college, the high school basketball world that these. These two players have actually matched up head-to-head most recently in the Iverson uh, Classic, and uh, both of them actually played really well uh, when they played head-to-head, but Chet Holmgren actually won uh, the MVP uh, of that game. His team won, and he was the MVP. And and I think if scouts, you know, probably kind of came away without saying, eh, they kind of played themselves to a draw. But if there was a preference, it was a slight preference for Chad. And when I was putting together my big board, which is based off of talking to NBA scouts and general managers, they had Chet uh, ahead of, of Paolo. Uh, and so I, I think for those that are looking and saying, hey, 250 pounds versus 190 pounds, uh, I think you, you're going to forget about Chet's toughness. You're going to forget about his length. And if, if Boncaro has a weakness uh, in the past, it's been that sometimes that length and that quickness and mobility does give him problems. And so I'm, I'm really looking uh, to this uh, matchup. I think it's going to be um, just incredibly fun and awesome to watch this all uh, th- throughout the the entire year, but to see them head to head um, is as special as you get. The number one, number two prospect um, in the draft. At, at Jalen Duran uh, out of Memphis, uh, the number four prospect on our big board uh, 1.0, uh, also had a great start uh, Tuesday versus Tennessee Tech 15 points, six rebounds, two assists, five blocks, seven for 10 from the field, um, three turnovers. You know, he was doing all the things that 
that that Duran does, running the floor, uh, dunking the basketball, using his size, strength, and athleticism uh, to to dominate on both ends. He's uh, not necessarily the most skilled guy. He's he doesn't have Boncaro's skill set yet, which is why he's a little bit further down. But he does sort of combine the body of Boncaro in a in a longer, more athletic um, version of Boncaro with a seven seven five wingspan. Uh, he uh, definitely sort of has the length of Holmgren and and a little bit more of the athleticism of Holmgren uh, in the sort of bigger frame of Boncaro, but not quite the skill set um, there yet. So I think you're going to see him dominating uh, in the middle, but I'm not sure uh, that we're going to see the level of fluidity. I, I doubt we're going to see the level of fluidity that we see from Chet and Boncaro um, when it comes to playing on the perimeter. And I think that's what makes them so special uh, as bigs and the NBA is trending away from bigs but when you have bigs that are this versatile your mind starts to go to Evan Mobley and think about what Evan Mobley is doing right now for the Cavs and and he's looking like a superstar and I think those types of bigs have a way of being able to transcend transcend things in the NBA I actually think Holmgren probably is the guy that is the most apples to apples comparison uh, to Mobley because Boncaro's thicker um, and stronger than Mobley, but doesn't have the sort of length and and quite the agility um, that that Mobley does. Maybe that's not quite as apt of a comparison. But it's really interesting that in a draft that's been obsessed, an NBA that's been obsessed with finding wings, uh, you're looking at bigs all the way across the board at the top, and that includes Jabari Smith Jr. Our Big board ranked number five uh, out of Auburn, 6'10", 210, 7'1", wingspan. Uh, he goes against Moorhead State on opening night. Eight points, six rebounds, three assists, three steals, one block, two for three from three. This is going to be the the Patrick Williams slash Scotty Barnes guy where he's probably not going to put up the numbers that some of these other guys are going to do. But when you're looking at long-term upside of who could end up being the best player in this draft with just the complete package of skills, Jabari Smith Jr. to me enters into that that conversation with sort of the right combination of all of the things that are going for him. But I, I'm not sure that he's going to play nearly as big a role at Auburn uh, as those other prospects are, which may lower his production a little bit. And so I don't compare him to Barnes or Patrick Williams in that they're the same players or skill set. I, I think Jabari Smith Jr. Cl- closer to Patrick Williams than he certainly is the Scotty Barnes. But just this high upside, but maybe not high production player uh, that could maybe end up leapfrogging some other guys just because teams are going to gamble and bet on upside. There's one other player. He's actually not eligible uh, for the 2022 NBA draft, Amoni Bates, uh, who I think is, if he were in this draft, and he's not, uh, but if he were in this draft would be a top five pick and someone that I think was really had a great start for a player that is 17 years old, uh, goes against Tennessee State, 17 points, four rebounds, four assists, one steal, six for nine from the field, four for seven from three, only two turnovers. Look, he's rail thin. He's not necessarily an explosive athlete, but NBA teams are obsessed with wings and wings that can play multiple positions on the floor. And his shooting and ball handling and uh, his ability to actually play point guard even uh, at as a, as a player that's 6'9 is really, really intriguing. Uh, I And I think that certainly a guy that if he were in this draft 
would be in the top five conversation. I don't know that his lack of length and explosive athleticism would allow him to get up into the number one spot, but but maybe because positionality matters in the NBA and, and he does play the right position. And so definitely somebody that we'll be watching all year and scouts are really interested in following, but not necessarily a guy, like I said, that we're going to see in this year's draft because he doesn't turn a 19 uh, before the uh the before the end of 2022. Okay, uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk about a number of other of our potential lottery picks in our Big Board 1.0 uh, that impressed, and a couple that you know had rocky starts. We're not going to read a ton or overreact into the uh, opening game of the season, uh, but it was it was it was a tough start for them. Before we do so, let's talk about McDonald's. This episode of NBA Big Board is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing that they have fully dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries, win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can catch can come to recharge it's the place you always look forward to stopping by on a long road trip to rest with your legs and refuel. I'm a crazy McRib fan. It's McRib season right now. I've been pretty stoked when I get to McDonald's. I get that McRib. I've already been several times. I've downed some McRibs. Uh, they're in limited quantities. They don't stay around forever, so check them out. Uh, if you haven't had a McRib, McDonald's. Go there, refuel, reconnect. Did somebody say NBA Big Board Watch Party? It's McDonald's. I'm loving it. are back talking first impressions from our 2022 big board from a college basketball players. Most of these guys we're talking about are freshmen because freshmen dominate every, every draft. And that's certainly going to be the case this year with as many as 19 freshmen um, that could be potential first round picks uh, in this year's draft. And they're absolutely dominating um, the lottery uh, as well. You can read more about all of them over on our website, nbabigboard.com, our newsletter, sign up for that. Um, get in your inbox whenever I write a new story about that. Get in-depth player cards. Uh, lots of great stuff happening over at nbabigboard.com. Okay. Well, we talked about guys that are sort of the top five-ish um, type of prospects. Let's talk about some of the other guys that were potential lottery prospects um, based off of our big board rankings. It starts with Patrick Baldwin Jr. out of Milwaukee, um, the freshman who is being billed as maybe the best kind of bigger shooter uh, in the draft, a guy that can really stroke the basketball, has a beautiful, um, beautiful jump shot playing for Milwaukee because he's playing for his dad. So at a smaller school, he should be able to put up big numbers um, this year. And some of those numbers you're going to have to take with a little bit of a grain of salt um, because, again, uh, Baldwin playing in the Horizon Conference, not the not the ACC or the Big 12. Uh, Tuesday versus North Dakota, 21 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, one block, 
Six for 14 from the field, only two for seven from three, three turnovers. So the jump shot wasn't falling uh, the way that we sort of expected it to. But I think you're going to see this guy taking eight to ten threes a game. And uh, he was seven for eight from the free throw line. Uh, the ten boards, I think, was was a, was a positive number um, for Baldwin as well. Uh, he is just going to be a little bit harder to scout because we're not going to get to see him with the same level of competition as some of these other prospects right now. But if you're into six, nine guys, who can really stretch the floor and shoot the basketball. Um, He's a really, really intriguing prospect. J.D. Davison, the Alabama freshman point guard, uh, who is right up there uh, with Damian Collins of Kentucky, to me, to being the most explosive athlete um, in this draft. Uh, Big board ranked is 10. Uh, Has a draft projection right now of like, you know, 10 to 20. Coming off the bench for Alabama because they have a pretty veteran backcourt right now. 12.6 rebounds, six assists, one steal, one for two from three, two turnovers. Uh, he's got like jaw, jaw Morant type athleticism. Uh, he's so explosive. And, you know, he can, he can handle the ball, he can pass the ball, uh, he can shoot it a little bit. Uh, he, he played 26 minutes, so even though he's coming off the bench, I think he's getting a significant role at Alabama. If, if he keeps up this sort of level of production, if, if, he's, if he's really keeping a three-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio, if he is going to be sinking a couple threes a night, he's going to move into the top ten. I don't think there's any question because the athletic tools are just absolutely elite. Another point guard, but maybe he's a wing, uh, that that I've been really high on and scouts have been really high on is Peyton Watson out of UCLA, uh, freshman wing, 6'8", uh, 7-foot wingspan, uh, big board rank is 13 uh, on, our, on our latest big board. Uh, draft projection for him somewhere between 10 and 20. Tuesday versus CSU Bakersfield, 7 points, 5 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, 2 for 11. Um, shooting field goals oh for five three-pointers three turnovers yeah it was a massive a very very ugly start for a prospect that we knew was going to come off the bench for ucla but we we saw him giving a pivotal role he took 11 shots uh coming off the bench he just really didn't hit any i I don't think that that's what we're going to see in the future for him Uh, nba teams again love these versatile six eight wings he's got the he's got the length um, I don't think we're going to see him going over five every night, um, shooting the basketball, but definitely um, a sort of rocky um, start for him. Adrian Griffin Jr., uh, uh, who's ranked number 11 on our big board, uh, only got 11 minutes uh, for Duke. He's coming off a knee injury. I think they're working him slowly back in the system. Two points, two rebounds, uh, one for three. Didn't look very good, um, to be honest, out there for Duke, but he's rusty, and we sort of expect that coming back. And this is a guy who missed significant time both his junior and senior high school years uh, with injuries as well. And so one of the things NBA teams just want to see um, is the fact that 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 he he can be and is gonna gonna play um, healthy. I also want to talk about the only non uh, freshman that's playing in college basketball that made our lottery. Um, and that's Jaden Ivey um, out of Purdue, uh, a guy who really came on towards the end of his freshman season at Purdue and then was a co-MVP uh, for Team USA in the under-19s, uh, which they won gold medals uh, for as well. 11 points, five rebounds, three assists, only one for five from three. 
Not the start that we thought for a guy who already has an NBA body, who has a little bit more experience uh, under his belt, really struggled shooting the basketball. Just wasn't an impressive night for him. And, you know, he to me is a a prospect that I personally really, really like. Uh, I think that he has a chance to be an absolute star in the league. There's like some Dwayne Wade-esque to his game. That's sort of who he reminds me of a little bit. The jump shot's always been the question. He actually was an okay shooter uh, in, in in high school. Didn't shoot the ball well as a freshman at Purdue. Didn't shoot the ball particularly well um, for Team USA either in the under-19s. One for five rocky start for the night. I like that he took five threes. If Jaden Ivey can get that number up to 36, 37, 38%, I, I think that he's going to be a top five pick in this draft and, and maybe even a sleeper. Uh, for the number one pick in the draft, but he can't be having nights like this. I think, you know, we sort of expected him to come back as a sophomore and and start at uh, a much better place than he did. And so he was he was probably one of the bigger disappointments uh, of the night for me uh, with Peyton Watson, um, also uh, one of those guys that just didn't quite light it up the way that I, I thought he would or that we all sort of thought he would in, in the early going. It's one game. We're not going to overreact. We're not going to throw our hands up in the air for these guys as well. In fact, we're not doing anything. I already see like some big boards are starting to shift or whatever after one game. We won't do anything with our big board again until December. Uh, give it a month uh, and let's see where everybody's at. And then we can start sort of making our, our reactions. We do that so that we're not overreacting. Um, you know, our big board was put together based off of the feedback from NBA scouts and general managers. And, and we try to say, okay, these were the feelings. We're not going to like throw that out the window um, with one game. So, you know, sometime in early December, we'll come back. We'll revisit that when everybody's had a chance to get a few more games um, under, under their belt. Uh, so nobody's moving anywhere right now based off of that. Look, well, when we come back, I want to talk about several other freshman prospects. Uh, that were in our Big Board 3.0 and a couple of sophomores uh, as well that that made pretty big impressions on opening night. You're listening to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Did you know that Built Bar has many delicious flavors? There's something for everybody. When we talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. There's coconut, there's cherry barcia, there's raspberry, there's mint brownie, there's double chocolate, there's salted caramel, there's strawberry, there's orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My personal favorite, Long-time listeners know is coconut, chewy, tastes like a Mounds bar, absolutely delicious. And here's the thing about Built Bars. They taste like a candy bar, but they're actually pretty healthy for you too. Most of the flavors have 15 to 17 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Order today. Get your grasshopper cookie, your raspberry, whatever you like. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right. Well, we are back. And we're going to wrap up our sort of first impressions uh, for the, this freshman class uh, going forward. Several other guys that, that, that I want to talk about that um, I think uh, got off to some pretty good uh, starts and, uh, you know, a couple uh, that didn't. Uh, let's actually start with somebody who struggled a little bit, uh, Ty Ty Washington. 
uh, out, of, out, of, out of Kentucky. Uh, a guy who we flirted with putting like at 11, he ended up at 15, was, was where we finally decided that, that where he should go on Big Board 1.1. But the buzz out of him from pro days, uh, from NBA scouts that were in the gym, 6'3 with a 6'9 wingspan, uh, good ball handler, great shooter, can stretch the floor, um, was that this kid was going to be um, the real deal uh, and you know maybe sort of like a Tyrese Halliburton uh, type um, at, at the next level, and, and, and he struggled. Nine points, three rebounds, two assists, one steal, three for 14 uh, from the field, 0 for 2 from three-pointers. That's uh, what Ty Ty Washington did against Duke. And uh, look, he he just looked physically overwhelmed. He's not an elite athlete. He doesn't have elite strength and size. And, and part of the reason that he looked so overwhelmed was because of who he was playing against um, that night, which was uh, Tyler Keels out of Duke, um, who did not make our top 30. Uh, in in part, he, he was there was concerns about his conditioning. Um, we'd heard from Duke that he lost weight, um, but you know this was a six four two hundred forty ish uh, pound guard, and yeah, I I think scouts liked him, but we weren't really sure what to do with him. He's down to two twenty one, and uh, man, he 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 was awesome uh, for Duke. Twenty five points, a rebound, to assist, three steals. Uh, one for four from three, uh, played in attack mode all night, built like a tank, uh, was just an absolute terror going to the de- uh, on to the basket. On defense, gave Washington fits. Uh, he just didn't really know what to do with it, though you can see the huge weight differential, why that might be the case. Um, he just looked every bit the part of a potential lottery pick, and he's only 18, uh, and, eight, 18 and three quarters on draft night. Uh, so a, still a very young guy, though he looks like a man. I mean, he's built, uh, like I said, like a tank. Um, but a guy that I think if he continues this, and we'll see, um, not everybody who has a huge opening night uh, is going to turn out to necessarily be uh, a star. But if he's doing this consistently um, from November to December, it, he'll be in that that range of, potentially being a um, a lottery pick actually uh, other guys that I think you know played well uh, I really like Kennedy Kennedy Chandler out of Tennessee uh, 20 points one rebound four assists four for four from three probably the best pure point guard freshman uh, in the draft certainly somebody that 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 I liked um, quite a bit um, Brandon Huntley Hatfield uh, also plays at Tennessee 7.6 rebounds two steals two blocks in just 19 minutes um, a guy that Again, has the versatility of a forward to play the three in the floor, can handle the ball, can stretch it a little bit. Definitely a sleeper to crack, uh, big board 2.0. Harrison Ingram out of Stanford, uh, 16.7 rebounds, one assist, one for two from three, 6'8", 230, seven, seven foot wingspan, great size uh, for an NBA wing, has toughness, has a great feel for the game, can shoot three, excellent passer, not an explosive athlete, kind of like Trevor Kills, isn't going to like explode off the floor, um, but has the strength and just the sort of savvy. Uh, you know, Stanford prospects typically sort of underperformed. We saw that with Zaire Williams last year. I think that was really encouraging that he got off to the start, um, that he that he got off uh, for uh, Stanford. I also want to talk about um, Matthew Cleveland uh, out of Florida State. Uh, didn't 
didn't have a big, big game, nine points, but long, fast, athletic, explosive, hot motor, good mid-range game. Three still a bit of work in progress, but a guy that I think is going to, again, came off the bench for Florida State, but a guy that I think we're going to see in that lottery conversation by the time we get to the end. If there's anything we've learned from Florida State is that they, they kind of hide guys a little bit from the NBA, and you got to pay close attention to them. And everything that I'm hearing right now coming out of that Florida State program is very, very high on Matt Cleveland. Uh, let's talk about three more sophomores uh, because these – there are some sophomores that are really intriguing. Benedict Mathurin uh, out of Arizona, a guy that some argued might be up there with Jaden Ivey as a potential lottery pick. Rocky start, eight points, five rebounds, two assists, only 0 for 4 uh, from three-pointer, but good size for a wing, definitely gets it done. Definitely a 3 and D type guy. Mid-range game is, is where the question mark is for him right now. Rocky start to begin the season. Not so for Keegan Murray out of Iowa, 24 points, seven rebounds, one assist, five blocks, three for four from three. We knew Murray could get it done on the defensive end. He was never really the focal point of that Iowa offense as a freshman. Uh, now he's going to be the focal point for Iowa. So I think a lot of scouts were looking in anticipation of how's he going to handle that? Can he handle that? And off the incredible start for Iowa, I thought really one of the best stat lines of the night for anybody uh, especially those five blocks. I'm not sure we're going to see five blocks every night from Kalen, uh, Keegan Murray, but uh, you you understand. Caleb Love out of North Carolina, a guy that I really liked as a freshman before the season began, uh, was a potential mid-first-round pick uh, based off of what he'd done in high school, stunk up the court for almost the entirety of his freshman year at North Carolina, Wanted to get into the draft, but really didn't see any path to getting there. Comes back to North Carolina. Much better start uh, for the start of the season. 22 points, two rebounds, two assists, two steals. If Caleb Love is able to really do that for North Carolina this year, he'll move back into the first round uh, conversation um, as well. Well, look, that's an early look at the 2022 NBA Draft, their first games. We'll be following all these guys all season long. We'll be breaking down their games, uh, talking about their draft stock. Uh, and of course, we'll start diving deeper and deeper into the draft as we go along as well. So stick with us over here at NBA Big Board and follow us at nbabigboard.com. Subscribe today. And thanks for making NBA Big Board your first listen every time that we do an NBA Draft podcast. You've been listening to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board on the Locked On Podcast Network. Aloha. Uh,